podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Good evening, welcome to Premier League Forecast. It's me, Chris Back. It's the world's biggest Rex of Ham, Luke, and it's Jack from the Talking Bollocks podcast. How are we all doing? I'm, I'm just excited to be on here for what's probably going to be my last appearance for at least a year, so I'm all right. <laughs> I'm right. Still... You keep on calling me the world's greatest, biggest Rex of Ham, which you know is not true. Have you missed me? <laughs> you're you're, you're <laughs> the two weeks of no me. <laughs> Yeah, to one year older, still not mature, so, you know, nothing's changed there, really. <laughs> cool. Right. Let's get into it then. So let's start with, let's start at the top of the, near the top of the table. Let's do Arsenal versus Brighton. So Arsenal at the moment, 10th um, of the form guys for the last six, for the last six games. Shock. Against Brighton, we led to the fourth form guys. So actually quite similar. Brighton, shock, let's be honest, shock loss to Everton. I'm sorry, Joe, you're not coming back on now. Them's the rules. You lose to Everton, you don't come back on. Um, so, Jack, how you see this? Because Arsenal got the news today that uh, Saliba and Zinchenko, they're done for the last three games of the season because of uh, injuries, but they don't require surgery. And Brighton have been in with the shout of the Champions League most of the season, but I think that Everton loss has now not took it out of their hands, which is quite, to be honest, it was quite a surprising result and a very surprising performance. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I, I kind of... I've only watched the highlights of the game because, um, for obvious reasons, I kind of tuned out of football on Monday by the end. Um, but um, I thought Brighton, Brighton confused me because against Man United, I thought, yes, they got the win and it was in the last minute, but actually that was kind of an unfair reflection on the game because I thought against United, Brighton were absolutely fantastic and they should really have won the game earlier. But they, they seem to have a bit of an air of complacency about them because... And I, I don't mean this in a derogatory sense because I think Brighton have been absolutely outstanding all season. Um, but I, ju- I just felt that, I mean, you look, you saw it after the, the semi final that they went to Forest and lost 3 1 as well. Yeah. They just have a bit, maybe they've reached their ceiling. I don't know. Maybe they're just on the precipice, just outside of the, the, the top six slash top they're seven. Plateaued, yes. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like they've been. They've really, really, they've been one of the best teams to watch all season. There's no denying mm. that. Um, but this might be the game where they re- put in a performance again. I think, I think it'll be, like you said off air, Chris. I think it's it's going to be one of the better, hopefully, going to be one of the better games of the weekend. So we'll see. We'll see which Brighton turns up because it could be the the toilet version that played on Monday, or it could be the the brilliant version that we've seen so many times this season. Yeah, because I think earlier this season, I think Arsenal won four two. Four two. It's a bit of an end-to-end ding-dong mm. game. So, and listen, Arsenal, look, I don't think they're going to win the title, but listen, they've stayed in the title race, <laughs> to be fair, longer than a lot of us thought they would. But 
my theory of Arsenal always was, and this is kind of 13-14 Liverpool was, they were reliant on about a squad of 14, really, because it doesn't really use a squad outside of that. Apart from the Europa League, and to be honest, you can get away with it in the Europa League until knockout stages, because you, you can get out of it in the fringe players. That will be the challenge for Arsenal this year, is can you maintain a title challenge and do that Champions in the League. Champions League? Because you can't be playing the squad in the Champions League. Um, but we've, we've found that, a lot of clubs have found that when they get used to the European bits. But I think Arsenal... Yeah, the home form wise is still pretty impressive. They don't they don't lose many games at home at all, but I can't quite work out what this one, it feels like an Arsenal win just, but I think it might be one of those end to end ding dong games that I, th- I think it's on TV as well. So it'd be it'd be able to sit back and enjoy, I think. What should be nil nil now? <laughs> yeah, well, you've got you've got two very attacking teams, haven't you? I mean, like Arsenal aren't gonna sit back in this game and no. you'd you'd hope neither are Brighton, and that's that's kind of where that's, I mean, that's why they've been so good to watch this season because in most of the games I've watched them, I, mean, I, I, I can't sit here and say I've watched them every week because I haven't, but most of the games I've watched them, they're, they're open to playing really fast, open football, attacking football. They rarely change their style for anyone. And sometimes that comes to bite them on the backside, but a lot of the time it makes for a really, really compelling watch. And I think that's what we're going to get again this weekend. Sadly, Luke and I have watched quite a bit of Brighton. No one them humping Liverpool <laughs> quite quite a lot, to be honest. Because we all just sit there going, yeah, they're, they're much better than us, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but no, listen, also, look, we can't deny it. It's, it's the transfer gear now, so people obviously do look at players you're linked with. And look, every time we keep getting linked with him, the more you see McAllister, the more you go, you can see why top six sides would look at him because yeah. he's just a brilliant player. No matter where you play him, in a midfield holding two as a 10, you know, box to box as an eight. Uh, you can take a free kick, which I'll be honest, Liverpool haven't got a, reg- haven't got a consistent free kick taker, so yeah. it'd be quite nice. And he knows how to ping a penalty, which is always handy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I th- I feel like oh, that I have been on McAllister watch. I watched him in uh, against United. I thought he was, I thought he was superb, but I've, I, I really want Caicedo at Liverpool. Like he's the one that I think would suit Liverpool more, and I think the prices are pretty much similar. Uh, Seventy, eighty million. I might be wrong, but my gut feeling is because Caicedo signed that new contract. I wonder if there was a bit of a gentleman's agreement. Was you after the bollocks in January, so you could stay one more year, and there's a clause for next summer to say yeah. you can go next summer. And I think they let McAllister because like I've got a feeling that I think he's going this summer. I think I think he, they've had the, the report. It's like McAllister. Soon, soon, soon as the season's done, he wants to move sorted mm. out. I think Brighton wants him out as soon yeah. as the season's done. They want his destination. Well, if, that's, if, that's true, if that's true, though, he's going about it the right way. Don't hear anything in the press and wanted to no. him directly wanted to go. He's not refusing to play, he's not kick up a stink, he's just playing his normal game that he played pre-World Cup. And that's kind of all as a fan, that's all you're gonna ask because look. No player stays forever. You just want them to get their head down while they're with you. So, what scores are you going for then? I'm going to go for 3 2 Arsenal. Oh, you absolutely. <laughs> you took my score. I was oh, going to go 3 2 Arsenal. I'm going to go 3 2 Brighton. Title is going to be officially ended. Okay, okay. Jack? Uh, I did this on my Super Six. So I was just checking what I put. Um, I went for 2 0 Arsenal. 2 Arsenal. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was going to be a good game, but I just think Arsenal are in. I think they're better chasers than they are. When they're at the top, I think they kind of slipped up. I think they're, they're better at chasing. So I think whilst mm-hmm. they're in second, the pressure's kind of off them now. 
So I think they'll they'll put in a, a decent performance. It'd be a good game, but I think Arsenal edge it 2-0. Yeah. Laszlo's got 3-1 Arsenal. Uh, Anton Schell's got 2-2. So Everton's affecting goals in this game, mm-hmm. you know, so... The who looks like he's going to Brighton. Who's that, sorry? Uh, Mamahou Dahoud from Dortmund looks like he might be heading to Brighton on a free transfer by the looks of it. Gotcha well, when he was linked with us and the Everett Ed fell off when we didn't sign him. Yeah, well, good thing we didn't. He was linked with us last summer, so you know, yeah. don't think don't think we'll be signing players of that calibre this year, but you know. I think that aren't Brighton also buying the Watford striker as well. Jal Pedro. Uh, mm-hmm. Jal Pedro. Thirty million apparently, which I it's a bit of a hefty jump of change, but yeah, but I think the fifteen. Yeah, but I think they want a consistent goal scorer, don't they? I think he's starting to prove that with Watford, which I think is what they want, isn't it? Because Welbeck, as good as he's been for him, he has been really good for them. Um, you can't rely on his fitness. No, you no. know, his fitness Max. is so bad. His fitness is so bad. He should play for Liverpool. That's how bad it is. Smack, smacks a Richarlison for fifty million though, didn't it? When he went to Everton, like thirty million for a champion. He's a good player. He's a good player, but. No, he's he's a good player, but thirty million for a championship player is, and he hasn't he hasn't set the world like that much in the championship this season because Watford are what eleventh, tenth, wherever they finished this year. Yeah. Watford though sacking managers every like ten games. I think they've hired a new one and yeah, Valerian Ishmael has gone in. Yeah. When he gets sacked in like seven games in, when they're like, yeah. who's had more? Who ma- wonder who's had more managers, Watford or Chelsea? Watford, absolutely. Watford. Watford. Must be Watford. Uh, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea got Chelsea got be far behind. They've had, they've had so many interims because Hiddings done the job four times. <laughs> it feel, feels like he has it. I'm surprised he, do you know I'm generally surprised because Hiddink didn't get the job over Frank Lampard. I was waiting. For I can't. To I can't believe Lampard got the job. I mean, it it just it just seemed like when when the when the rumor came out, I was like, oh, just like James can't. to go. Who shall I get? And and he's gone. Frank and he's gone. All right, cool. Yeah. First, first person on his speed dial, wasn't it? <laughs> Damn, no, 11th, that 11th yeah, manager in 2019. That, 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 that's, that's got to include like caretaker managers and stuff, hasn't it? Like, probably is. Like, but mm-hmm. remember the season when Liverpool won the league? They had like Nigel Pearson, then they had someone else, Great someone man. else, someone else. They had I'll like never, four in a season. Crazy. I'll never, never hear any slander about Nigel Pearson. Never. Was not Nigel Pearson your manager who held the player of the throw by the throat? Because he, he tried yeah, to yeah. Told a fan to f off and die. Uh, called a called a, um, a reporter in Ostrich, but he's he's one of the best managers we've ever had. So I'll never I'll really really get to see him next season for Bristol City. I'd, I'd, I'd have him back, mate. I'd have him back in a heartbeat. I'm so honestly. sorry. That's so much. We want Jack. We want Jack to come back on. I know. Okay. Hey, to be fair, it's not Luke's fault. All right, I know we're not going to be in the Premier League next year. I ain't going to be on Premier League forecast next year, am I? Let's be honest. Well, you be neutral. Neutral. We can be oh, for a neutral view. Yeah, then I can just yeah. throw slander at everyone, can't I? Then just be bitter in the corner. Just that you and you and off each other could be great. Can't say oh, for all that. Right. <laughs> we need to take you two on as a double actor. I'm sure that'll be good for. Hey, nice. To be fair, to be fair, um, not next week, week after we're playing each other, aren't we? So, oh, if we might uh, I, need, I need you to step up. I need okay. you. Okay, we, 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 we might need to book that in the diary then. Um, get you, get you two on, and then me and Kev can just sit there with some popcorn, just sit back <laughs> and relax. What was the one? Oh, I had a Brighton and a Palace tunnel. Oh, that's oh. that's oh, that's awesome. That's also tasty. I don't know how I feel about that as a derby, though. They, that, I mean, like I, the story yeah. always changes. Yeah, they, I know they don't like each other. Oh, it's, absolutely, it's, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. violent. Eh? It's shows. a weird one. It's a weird one. Would well, so you think Brighton Southampton be would be like a bit of a rivalry? And they couldn't care less. No, they generally don't care about each other at all. But yeah, I think it's from the championship. I just think they've always had runs, so it's just hmm. it's something to do with their managers. Policies. I think back in the day, I think. I think so. Yeah, so. with one of the managers going going to one of the other clubs or something. Yeah. 
I'm gonna be fuming fun. if Co- I'm gonna be fuming if Coventry get promoted via the playoffs. We haven't played them in like ten years. I'll be up. I mean, I'll, first of all, if we go down and Coventry and Forest are in the Premier League, I'll be fuming. But I would yeah. love Luton to go up just just so people have to go through people's back gardens to get to the stadium. Mate, oh, it's it. That's that's, pro- that's, that, that's proper that's, football. That is. That's what. That's what. I, that's what I want to see in the Premier That's League. That's football heritage. It's, pro- <laughs> it's proper, proper Barclays, that is, isn't it? It's proper Barclays. <laughs> I think they've got a new stadium that's like two years away from being built. Mm. So I went past it. I went past it on the train on um, on the way back because I, I was at my mates in Bedford. And then we went for So we got the train from Bedford down to St Pancras. And then on the way back, you go past Kenilworth Road. And honestly, the houses are like the same height as the stadium. Like terrace houses, they're all about the same height as the stadium. It's, it's only the floodlights that makes it stand out, but. It's a good place to go. I went. I went there a long time ago. I think it was probably in the in the noughties, in 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 the two thousands with my dad. Um, that's when we were really crap. And yeah, I went there. It was, it's it was it was a decent day. It's a decent day out, but it's just yeah. It doesn't it's, it doesn't scream a uh, television Premier money and yeah, but it doesn't scream Premier League. But no, I quite like that. That's why it's when Bulls got promoted. And you're just like going, this is just. Oh, when Blackpool went up, you just got this is just a mental. St- they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. thinking, you don't think Premier League brands? I quite liked it. Someone different. So mm, that's yeah. what when Brentford came, I was made up. Thinking, what's that? What's the last time you played? Brentford? season. Like, they got rid of and then Burnley come out. I was like, oh, come on, oh, we've seen but, you here before. Griffin, Griffin Park, but Griffin Park was a proper ground. They had like mm. a pub on each corner, didn't they? It was a proper yes. ground. Yes, yes. And they, they binned it off for the Lego Stadium. G <laughs> Tech Community Stadium. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Burnley next year, though. I never thought I'd say that because. Having seen bits of the championship, oh, it's not the Burnley we, the Sean Dyke that we all remember. This is watching Burnley's first championship game of, of the season. I was like, wow, like yeah. completely different style of play. I think he signed a new deal, Vincent Company. So he has, yeah, and he's kept uh, Craig Bellamy on as well because Craig Bellamy needs to be his number two wherever he goes now. But they, they, those two seem to have a good rapport working together. Yeah. So that's his I mean, this- to do. Everyone calls this Burnley side one of the greatest championship sides of all time. One point shy of Leicester's title winning team, but we never get a mention. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's why they've got less points than the Reading side that went up. Oh, no, that Reading side was great. I remember that. I remember oh. that Reading side. That Reading side got promoted at the the King Power, the, the Walkers at the time. They got promoted there. And genuinely, they, they, that season, they were a joy to watch, honestly. They were a great side. When you look through their players there, they had like Steve Sidwell, um, Marcus Hahnemann in goal. They had Dave Kitson up front. Um, Bobby Convey, Shane Long, Kevin Doyle is a for a championship team. It was a great side. It was a great side. Remember that? They stayed up for a few years, and then they had one of the weirdest relegations. So where they were like safe mm. everywhere, they were safe. And literally, like, th- that last game of season, I went, "Oh shit, Reading are one point over the bottom." When, the, when mm. did that happen? And then was, you went, well, "They're gone." They're, they're in league. They're in league one now. sinking. League one now, aren't they? Yeah. Right, before we go to the next game, because uh, Luke forgot to remind me. Uh, we are sponsored by bookmakers.com. Thanks for the reminder, Luke. Head of sponsorship oh, that you are. Yeah, I'm getting stitched up already. <laughs> so listen, uh, no, bookmakers, they've been sponsoring us um, all season. So details in the description below. Uh, they help you find best odds. And, but if you do use it, bet responsibly. If betting's not for you, sound, it's not for you. But check out the website because it has lots of good stuff and statistics. Me and Luke have used it for our stats for preps for the shows. And Gav appears on their YouTube show uh, once a week where we just do you know, previews of Promotion, relegation, your best game, you know. So it's always a bit of a bit of a different mix. And he normally doesn't like fans of few other clubs, Spurs fans and things like that. So it's all, all pretty good. Right, let's move on to the next one then. Man United versus Wolves. Um, so Liverpool bias on. 
what was it, six weeks ago, Luke? We were about 14 points behind Man United, 12, 14 points. It's mad that we're within a point of them because it doesn't feel like this Liverpool side's ever had a run of consistency. Although I have fans talking about Liverpool, which has boggled my head. We'll go through that a little bit a bit later. But six wins in a row, that bobbles my head. Uh, no, even, even bigger than that. It, it generally doesn't feel like that. So Man United, form guide-wise, last six games, won three, drawn one, lost two. And they play the Wolves side, who have won four, lost two. Wolves are actually fifth in the form guide for the last six games. It's one of those teams that sort of sneaks up and you're going, oh, Wolves are doing the better than we thought. In terms of injuries, United have got a few out. No Martinez, no McTominay, no Heaton, no Van Der Beek, and Rashford is a doubt, and Varane is touch and go where the heel. I think he's in the heel big squad. squad. I think yeah. he's in the squad, yeah. Which I think is a massive boost for United because means that Rafa Varane will go back into centre-back, Luke Shaw will go back to left-back because I know that they've been swatching, uh, swapping out with Malassia, low at left-back, so... Rafa Varandine backs can be a big boost for Manchester United, but I don't think he'll he'll start at all because he's still coming back off that injury. So okay. yeah, before, I, we, before we start, before we go into my answer, we've got a request from Laszlo. Wants to hear a story about Nigel Pearson fighting the wild dogs in Romania, which I do remember this being a story. It's a good it's a true story. He um he's got he, he used to go on um walking holidays all the time. He's big, big like always used to talk about it. Luke, have you grown a tail? No, no, if I can't. That's his that's spare beard. So. If, if she fed the steam all today, so oh, that's shit. Walking around. All right. Um. Anyway, sorry. Uh. Yeah. He used to. He used to. He goes on like hiking holidays and stuff. Just what he's about. Like, and it's. I remember him telling this story for the first time. And he's just. He was on just a hike on his own. Like all he had was like his his like walking poles and whatever. And he, he was completely on his own. Wasn't with family or anything like that. And he said that he um he was like these wolves started like he could see these wolves sort of like circling him. And I think it was, I don't know if it was in Romania or if it was in Austria, but it was somewhere in like a mountainous region. And he just said how like he, he backed himself against a tree and then like used his walking poles and like poked one of them in the eye and sort of climbed the tree to get away from them. And I was like, if that's not you, like Jurgen Klopp ain't got a story like that, has he? He's not fought off any like wild bears in like Germany in the black forest, but like, it's just, it's just, in, ridiculous. Yeah, but, the, the, bloke, yeah, but, the bloke is incredible and eccentric and aggressive, and it's exactly what you want from a manager. I'm not being funny. Like you, you, you need a manager like that. Brendan Rodgers does a little clap and he's got chap lips, but he's he's not. He's right, not. For, he's, he's not. not back for he's, got next he's, he's got 15 yeah. formations over 10 minutes, which is always handy. You know? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah do, but... you do. You do need them sometimes. Yeah. No, Jurgen Klopp's stories are just um, how pissed he gets on, on his holidays. That's yeah. Pretty yeah. Much all, that's which all I the... which which I rate as well. I rate that as well. Uh, but... I still remember when I think one of the summers everyone's losing their heads over who Liverpool weren't signing, and all you saw was Jurgen Klopp with an umbrella hat on and a beer going. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He went. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't feel like he's worried yet. Nope. He seems quite relaxed in this whole situation. Anyway, back to my United Wolves. Um, how are you seeing this, Jack? Because let's be honest, Jack's the neutral here. Luke, we both aren't going to admit that we're not biased. So let's, let's be fair. Yeah. I mean, I'll take, I'll take the fact that one of Wolves' two defeats was against us. So I'll take that with a, with a, with a bit of pride. But um, no, Lopetegui's kind of turned them around a little bit. He's made them a bit more solid and he's managed to get a few of their... The, 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 they're more like technical players firing a little bit more. Um, one of the better players against us was was Cunha and Neves oh. is is class mm. as always. Like they've got some really really good technical players, mm. but as as we proved, like they they can still be got at 
I think defensively, despite being more solid, some of their players are a bit questionable. Is it is it like Totti, one of the fullbacks? Yeah. yeah. When we played against, I thought he was really poor when we played against him. And Barnes got him on a yellow card within like the first twenty minutes, and then he, Harvey Barnes, being the frustrating man he is, didn't get at him as much as he should have done. Yeah. And I think they they are quite susceptible, particularly down the flanks. Um, so if if Rashford's on form and they, they can get get at them in the wide areas, then United could have quite a successful day. But Wolves have got good players that can hurt you, and they can be very solid, very resolute. Um, <clears throat> I had I had it down as one nil United. I had it as a very close game that I think United will edge because they are still very very good at home. They have a very good home record this season, and like against Villa, I think that will just get them across the line. And I think it will it will the the race for the top four. I think will go to the last day personally. Um, because I can just see United's home form keep keeping them ticking over. I don't. If United get top four, they're going to limp over the line. They're not going to like you guys are six wins in a row. You're flying at the moment. I think if United do it, they'll just limp over the line. Really. Yeah. But to put it into context, Luke, um, I had a look on the Premier League form game since match day seventeen, which is Boxing Day. So you know, since the World Cup, Wolves are seventh in the form guide. They've got thirty <laughs> points. They've got 30 points from the last 19 games. Jesus. Nine wins, seven losses, three draws. Wow. Not a great goal difference about, you know, like a man's two goals because yeah. I think they've got a couple of thumpings there. But that sort of shows what Lockerteghi's done. You know, came in around Christmas, bang, 30, you know, 30 points. If they, if they had, you know, something like that from the beginning, Wolves would never be in this conversation. Like with a four, four, in around. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, it's so. like Villa, it's like what happened with Villa though. It's what it's what happens when you you take a risk and you go and hire a top manager, well, and it, it's what Villa did, it's what Wolves did, and it's what we should have done about six months well, ago. But... It, we'll talk about Villa. Villa over the same period of fifth. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah. 30, Thirty-three Villa points. Was, no, money hmm. Yeah, yeah. The next year, but they, they only bought one player in in January, didn't they? Alex Moreno, that, and that he's doing this with the same squad that Gerard had. Like yeah. plus one yeah. playerish, oh. it shows what it it shows what what a quality manager can do for a club, and just having that vision and that tactical nous. And mm-hmm. no offense to the because everybody here is going to slate me, but Gerard's just well, he's not, like like, Lamp- like he's Lampard. An, he's an office manager, so yeah, yeah. It, it's probably it was a big job. It was a big job for him. Yeah, to go into. it was a big job. Yeah, I mean, if he does go into management, he's going to have to go. Down a division or go abroad yeah. and build, build it back up if he yeah. wants it. He might, there, you is, know, he, he might there, is, there is expectation at Villa, even though they've been poor in the last few years, they're still a massive club, like mm. traditionally fan base. There is expectation there. They, they Their fans want them to be challenging for at least the top seven, tops like top six yeah. for those Europa League spots. So there's expectation there. I just think, Gerard, it was a step too soon, really. Yeah, but it could come, it could come good, like you say, he's novice and. I think he's smart enough to go away and learn and get better because he had that hunger as a player and he probably hasn't lost it. Yeah, that's what I think. Right, Luke, what are you going for? I've gone for 1-1. One, one. Uh, I've gone 1-1-2. One, uh, one, one, You've got 1-1-2. One, yeah. one, that's an interesting score, mate. <laughs> that's kind <laughs> of a size I think, I think it, it will be a draw. Yeah, a few in the chat are saying, I think Wolves are... A, I think Jack, we were talking about this earlier, is every big club needs to have a little bit of a bogey side. Um, quite quite a few interesting things. That's what Wolves are to Man United. Tyson you Nunes, know. I need a big performance. You want mm. to come to Liverpool this summer? I need to see the show up against United. Do you want to be playing Champions League? 
no thanks. <laughs> I know he's not coming, but no, I hope not. So anyway, a few questions your score, Luke, but we'll, we'll come hey, back Wol- to Wolves are scoring twelve at, at Old Trafford. The hay is chucking them in. Yeah, we can agree. Uh, no, one. Right, let's do some quick fire ones. Uh, so just a score. Um, Jack Villa versus Spurs. I've gone two 0 Villa. Uh, I said one one because okay. I just think Spurs have got it in, haven't they? To have to get a result from somewhere. Normally a loss. Uh, Luke, two two, two two. Okay, look. Chelsea versus Forest. Luke, two one Forest. Chelsea okay. got nothing to play for. They're safe now. Okay, I've got two one Chelsea. Jack, I had two 0 Chelsea because Forest's away record is woeful. It is woeful. Um. Palace versus Bournemouth, which is sixth versus fourth in the form guide. Both sides off to play for. So I feel like this might be. I'll go for a two-two because I just feel like this might just be quite a bit. One of those games where both sides just let let it go. Is it is it at Palace? It's at Palace. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll go two-one Palace then because their form's good at the moment. Nil-nil. Mm. Nil-nil. This is the new. I know. Roy. I know. I know. Oh, I know. You, I know. You can't believe it, but this is the new Roy. This is the new Roy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the new. Kevin Sullivan, uh, who'd binned off the show, must have his power back, um, says we need Chelsea to win this. We probably do, actually, because... If yeah, Chelsea can. Yeah, we actually need Chelsea to win this. Going to, where top four is going to. Yeah, but I just think that they're going to be Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea have lost both sides of the table with their running. Yeah. Haven't Chelsea still got to play Newcastle? Chelsea got to play Newcastle, haven't they? They've got to play Newcastle. They've got to play Man United as well. Yeah, um, and City at the Etihad. That's going to be... You'd rather... You'd rather have Chelsea in some form playing those two, I guess, wouldn't you? You would do, you would do. Uh, Southampton versus Fulham. Southampton, I think, are down, so I've gone 2-0 Fulham. I think Mitrovic is back for this as well. I said 2-0 Fulham as well. 3-0 Fulham. 3-0 Fulham. Okay. Uh, Brentford against West Ham. West Ham getting a 2-1 win in the first leg of the Europa Conference semi-final. I'm going for a 2-1 Brentford because I think, rightfully so, West Ham will just be looking at next Thursday and I don't blame them. See, I've, I've, I've gotten... Sorry, Luke. Go on, you go first. Sorry, mate. 2-1 Brentford as well. I think they're going to rest all their key players for that. See, I, 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 I think West Ham are going to get relegated. There's hmm. worse teams than them in the league, so... No, nah, they're safe. They're, they're, well, they're well out of it now, mate. Um, I, th- I, th- I, I think this one's got 0-0 written on over it because I think Brentford are on the beach now and I think hmm. West Ham will rest players for the second leg. I think this one's got 0-0 written on over it. Cool. Stick with you then. Everton versus Man City. Uh, who... As you were talking about, Jack, um, Everton are a little bit of a bogey to have Man City at Goodison. Mm. But, you know, City have also got this big game against uh, Real Madrid. Good 1-1 draws, you know, play, played well. But I feel it was, it'd be one of those ones where City just find a way and get a 2-1. Mm. Mm. See, I, I put 2-0. I'm going off my Super 6. I put 2-0, but I'm thinking, like, I just... There's something about this game that jumps out to me is like in in at both ends of the table it's massive. I just I just could see an upset, but that's where I'll be wrong. So I'm that's going two 0 I'm going two 0 I can't see an upset. No, but it's just it's just yeah. It, it it would directly affect both ends of the table if Everton won. They're effectively safe, and it drags Arsenal right back into the title race. I mean, mm. not that they're out of it, but it just it yeah. I could if if there's any game where you see a massive upset this weekend, it's that one. But I think City will win. Okay, Luke, what are you going for? Four 0 City. Right, so <laughs> it's going to be. We think it's going to be close, and then City's just going to flick the switch. 
get, get yeah. a few goals. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. It was like that last season. They they won the game on a very dodgy penalty decision, didn't they? So, well, really. we're, we're Rodri ha- we're Rodri volleyballed it up. Yeah, oh. no, he just swatted it away. Then he was like, over his. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not that we're better at or anything. No, not at all. Cool. Right, before we go to our next game, just remember our, our charity for this season is Breast Cancer Awareness. So we're trying to help uh, 12 Dublin ladies do the Dublin Marathon. So um, links in the description below. So uh, if you can give, please click on the link and give. If you can't, because you know times are tough, just share what you can. Uh, golf Day, still looking for prizes for the Golf Day. So if you can donate for a prize or you have a prize donor or you think you've got something that might be useful for donating, uh, just email uh, daytrippers at gmail.com and Gav will get back in touch with you and we can sort that out for you. Even if it's just you want to donate some money for a prize, Gav will sort, sort the prize out and then send you the receipt so you can see what we've bought so you know what, what prize has been raffled off in the night. So um, I think it's, oh, did July, Luke or June? Gav did tell me. I mean, the night going on the golf day. No, we're terrible, aren't we? We should have run that down. Really. <laughs> but that's the key thing for today anyway is, is the charity golf day as well. Right. So let's talk to another game. Let's go to another game, which is key at both ends of the table. Leeds, who have the worst record in the league, I think, at the moment. Um, in the last 20 games, they in the last six games, sorry, they have won none, drawn one, lost five. So not grand. And in the last 19 games, they are also rock bottom with 11 points. So they are the worst in, worst form side going. Against Newcastle, who currently third in the form guide, four wins, two losses. Can't move on the leads to pull something out there. Something. But this is but this is the leads under Sam Allardyce. It's very different. It's going to be very different football. It's going to be turgid. So you, you never know. If it was the other guys in charge, you'd have just gone Newcastle uncomfortably. But early kickoff, you never quite know. I think, especially because it's at Ellen Road, half twelve. That place is going to be bouncing, and they they need to pick up. Uh, something a win, a draw anything to get some sort of momentum going because I th- I think there's always that one team that looks like that they're sort of safe and then they just sink and Leeds have been sinking this season and if they don't do anything to to stop losing then they are heading straight back down to the championship because they can't score enough goals and they are woeful defending. Uh, woeful at, at defending. Melier has been really poor this season for them. Every single shot he's faced seems to be going f- completely through him. And Sam Allardyce made, made the big call and dropped him against City. Played Robles, former Everton keeper, which is was probably the right call. But yeah, it looks like at this current rate, Leeds are heading straight back down to the championship. And yeah, it's it's not looking good for, for Leeds and, and for Newcastle. How are they going to bounce back after losing to Arsenal at home and sort of got played at their own games a little bit with the time-wasting from Arsenal and the gamesmanship and everything that Newcastle have done to other teams this season. Uh, they seem to have it uh, They seem to have it back to them at um, St. James's Park, which was quite funny to to see, to see Newcastle fans online getting upset about people time wasting when they are the biggest time wasters in the league this year. What do I have to get used to? Because that's what happens yeah. when you when get into the, when you get to the European spot. This this whole everyone else treats you. You know, we have to get used to. Wait till they get Europe next season, and they and Eddie Howe is 
is moaning about the fixtures, playing on the Wednesday night in Europe, then playing half 12 on the Saturday. I cannot wait for him to start making those comments because people were, were very quick to criticise. Remember Ollie doing it, Klopp was doing it. I think Pep done it this weekend, blamed Eurovision for changing the fixture schedule. So I cannot wait for Eddie Howe to be doing the same thing next season when he's moaning about fixtures, but hey-ho. I thought you were going to go full Kevin Keegan then, like. Jack, how are you seeing this game? I mean, I, 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 you keep, you keep saying facts, Chris, and I'll be honest, and they're just depressing me because Leeds, I've got, I, I just got Leeds last six games lost five, probably conceded about 150 goals. <laughs> yeah, Guess who the one draw was against Leicester. How oh. you did, and that was the most mental game I've ever seen because you guys should have won it, and then. Bamford with the best miss I've ever seen in my life from a yard, from a yard house. It was the but most when, mental game of football I've seen. When you look at Telemann scored one of the best goals he scored, and he scored some worldies this season. Um, he scored mm. one of the best goals he scored all season, probably ever for us, and it gets ruled out because Samare's legs in an offside position. Like it's just, yeah. it's it's when you look out. But no, like in in terms of Leeds, um, my my thing about Newcastle, and I'm, I'm going to your point, Luke, and and I went. Kev was on our show um, earlier in the week. Um, and we both kind of agreed that the one thing about Newcastle this season is whenever they've had a setback, they've bounced back. Mm-hmm. So I think actually for Leeds, the fact that Arsenal beat Newcastle last week at St. James's and there was a lot of, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> like him, yeah, do it yeah, there was a lot of shithousery in the game. Mm-hmm. They're playing it at their own, they're playing them at their own game. Love it. Like you look at it when when who did they lose when they lost three 0 to Villa. Right, and everyone thought, oh, this is the wobble. Newcastle were awful, and they were, not going to lie. Um, and Ewan will uh, allow me to say this. It's fine. We've already talked about it. Um, they, they were awful against Villa. Oh, hang on. Sorry. He's still there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my laptop locked for whatever reason. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> they, they were awful against Villa. But the next game, they were 5 nil up against Spurs in 20 minutes. Like, this Newcastle side responds to their setbacks. So I think for Leeds, that's where they might really struggle. Five the first twenty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, and that's the yeah. thing that Leeds Leeds have got to Leeds have got to go full big salmon. They've got to frustrate Newcastle and they've got to be resilient and turgid and horrible, which they weren't against City. They set up with a four five one and they brought Adam Forshaw back into midfield who, no disrespect, is no better than a championship midfielder. They played Junior Thurpo who's not great as a left sided centre back. And oh. on, an, on, on another day, let's let's be honest, before Leeds got back in the game, Her, Harland hit the bar, he hit the post, they missed a penalty. Robles made two good saves. It could have been 7-0 before mm-hmm. Leeds got their goal back. So I think I think Newcastle win. And this isn't me just being nice to my uh, to my co-host. Um, I genuinely think that Newcastle bounce back because this is a team that can't defend and Big Sam is all about defending. And when you've got players that aren't good enough to like, it's like for us, Dean Smith's coming, he's more of a defensive coach, but our defense is crap. Leeds' mm-hmm. defense is worse than ours. And you've got in a defensive coach. If you're just asking teams to attack you when you can't defend, especially a quality team like Newcastle, you're asking mm-hmm. for trouble. You've got to play the dark arts and you've got to, you've got to really disrupt their rhythm to do it. And I can't see it. Not after two games. Yeah. I think, I think it's two really hard games that Big Sam's walked into. My only thing with Newcastle is I, th- I think it's because they are so close to the finishing line for Champions League football 
I don't know whether or not that the feeling of Liverpool just a, f- a couple of points behind, even though with the game of hand in hand, or not they're going to feel the pressure that any sort of drop points this week just going to leave the door open ever so slightly. Like it could end up with the possibility if they lose and, and Liverpool mm. win. And they could end up outside the top four by the time we're we're doing this again on Friday. They could be outside mm. the top four again. Mm. So I don't know whether or not that's going to play on their mind, knowing that they are so close to getting Champions League football. Whether or not the pressure is going to get to them a little bit. I think I think it's United the team that are having in, in my mind. I think it's United that are the team that are having the wobble, like because I think Newcastle. You you forget who's in this team like this is a Newcastle team that under Steve Bruce it's mostly the same players like that were in that team yes there's been some quality additions but it's mostly the same team that were in there and and they're flying I mean like it, I think it's United who have the wobble personally because you look at it like they were tuning up against Spurs who were soft and they threw that away they've had some really dodgy results the last couple of weeks I think it's United who'll be more worried about Liverpool chasing yeah. than Newcastle because Newcastle are in a false position in the sense that nobody expects them to be there. So actually, if Newcastle finish fifth, yes, it would be really disappointing for them, a bit like when Leicester dropped out and finished fifth, but they're, they're, they're overachieving already with the squad that they've got. I'd say that they're overachieving that if you ask them this at the beginning, beginning of the season, hmm. would you take this? third place, a few games left, they'd snap your hands off. But I think mm. as expectations change, they've been in the top four for most of the season. If you say that you're yeah. going to... Yeah, yeah. The possibility of falling out with a couple of games to go, Newcastle fans are not going to be happy that they have been pretty comfortable in, in third mm. spot for pretty much the whole mm. season. True. So I don't True. think they'd be particularly happy if they dropped out knowing that They've had a big gap, just like United to uh, to Liverpool. They've had probably a 15, 16 point gap to Liverpool. And the fact that this is even a race mm. for top four shows that, that sort of they've lost the eye on the ball a little bit to the finishing line. Yeah. It's so, also it's also I mean, the last time Newcastle were anyway near Champions League football was God, was it early two thousands? Yes. Yeah. Two thousand and three or two thousand and four, because they played yeah. at Barcelona, Barcelona one of those seasons, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So, so oh, yeah. Yes, it's yes. a lot. You know, it's a lot. It's a long time since you get you get used to that. I suppose you guys, if they missed out, I think it's still a big if. It's how they bounce back from it next year. Mm. And the difference is they have got the investment to throw throw a lot into that squad and yeah, beef, mm. it, beef it out more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll have to, like, we'll have to see. Um, I've gone for a hopeful one one. I'll I'll blow my cards on the table. I'll go for a hopeful one one. But I'm more. I think the Man United draw is more like than a Newcastle one because yeah. Jack is right. Newcastle do tend to bounce back after setbacks, yeah. but it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's always funny, and I actually hate playing relegation sides this side of the season because it's actually the worst time to play them. And oh, you, and play Jack's gonna, you won't on is, Monday. You won't on Monday. It'll be a joy but, for you all to watch on me. This this time of the season, you said like you're going to play Palace. Palace now. You'd be going, oh, great, yeah, because Palace don't care. You'll sat in the middle, don't worry about it. You'll have to rename Mo Salah to Moses Salah as, he, as our defence parts like the Red Sea. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> uh, Honestly. Oh, 
I don't think we need to. We just use your centre back to we'll come to our game. We'll come to our game <laughs> yes, if he's starting, we we'll just fling the ball. In he the was he was your top scorer this year for about two months, wasn't he? At yes, one point. he was. He was. He scored more goals at Anfield than Liverpool. Like, it was, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was. I mean, his first goal was a cracking finish. Oh, it was an absolute stunner. Beautiful. <laughs> and Darwin was still trying to nick it and missed it. Which is, that, was <laughs> funny, that was the funniest bit about it. <laughs> trying to miss it. Yeah. So what's going? You said uh, what's going on for this, Jack? Sorry. Uh, so I think it depends on the first 20 minutes. If Newcastle score first, it's a three or four. I'm going to go three nil. No problem. Luke? I'm going to go... I'm going to go up to... No, I'm going to go three or Newcastle. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think my heart is... This, this is not the result for for Newcastle to drop points, unfortunately. No, I mean, Newcastle got Brighton next, the following week. I think that's probably... Yeah, that, that's that's probably... the one I'm hoping hoping for, that they drop points. Because they've got a, a much superior goal difference to us or United. That's yeah. like an extra point. Right. So let's start then for Leicester versus Liverpool. Sorry, Jack, you're going to hate this. Do, do we have to? We've got, do we have we've, to? We have to be consistent here. So Leicester, the last six 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 games at home, 1 1, drawn one, lost four. In the last six games overall, 1 1, drawn two, lost three. Liverpool have won the last six, which is nice for a change, Luke. I know. Uh, and our last six in the last six away games, we've won two, drawn two, lost two. So still patchy so, away form. Yeah, which has been the which has been the story of Liverpool season is the away form. Now to give Jack some hope and to be balanced. Last time we played the side with that sort of home form was Bournemouth, and we lost. Bournemouth. We lost one nil, and it's become a bit of a consistent theme. But here's one for you, Luke. Since Christmas, so game week, so game day 17 up to last week, where do you think Liverpool are in the form guide? I'm going to go second. Third. What? Which, which absolutely, what? Threw, which absolutely blew my mind. We've so in the, last, in the last 19 games, we have won 11, drawn three, lost five. Only Arsenal and City have better results than us. Now, admittedly, United are fourth. But they've only played 18 games, they've got a game in hand. So if they win that, we'd go we'd go fourth. But it doesn't feel like we've been that. And I can honestly say, but sometimes perception is not always what you think it is. But yeah, it it threw my mind when I saw that because I felt we were much worse off than that. I think it's probably the last two, three months that have helped helped us because the January was horrendous. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. So the less it, you speak about January, the better. Yeah. So it. in terms of injury-wise, Liverpool got no Thiago, no Ramsey, no Bajetic. Kate is still out. Bobby, sadly, is still out. I think it sounds like he hopefully might be in the squad for Villa, which, fingers crossed, because it'd be nice for him to get a send-off in the last home game yeah. of the season. Rather, than, we don't want the... I don't want to have a send-off like a Rigi had, where before your last home game, he was injured, so he didn't get on the pitch. And, you know, you kind of want them to get the, the moment, don't you? And in terms for Leicester, um, for the big one's the Inacho, isn't it? Um, that was the big. That was the, probably the bigger, bigger loss than Jerome Leeds was him picking up the injury. Because he sets, mm-hmm. I think he pulls his groin, still sets the goal up, and then went, "Ah, oh, that's definitely gone." Yeah, uh, I'm assuming is is that a season job or is there still a chance he might make make it back? So um, there's there's talk today that he might be back for Newcastle next week, okay. um, but how how true that is because we've got a appalling record with injuries and rushing players back over the last two years. Um, so <clears throat> if that's going to be one of those jobs, uh, either way, uh, if he isn't back by the end of the season, it's the last time we'll see him in a Leicester shirt. It was that that really 
brave moment from him at least to keep going and get the get the it was a pass to assist. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 if he comes back, brilliant because we need him. But I think he'll uh, I think I think he's probably going to be out to the end of the season personally. Um, I just they're trying to give people hope in the press conferences really. Okay. So in terms of a side then, um, for you guys, it's Everson in goal. Uh, I don't know where you got quite from. He's um, he's he's been with us for years. To be fair, he's 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 not he's not homegrown. He's Danish. He's like I think he's Danish number two now behind Schmeichel, um, and he's he's been with us for years. He's always been really highly rated. Uh, like he was, championship. Oh, there's 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 like when when Preston um sent is sent him back to us. They were they were heartbroken about it. Like he's a really really good shot stopper. I mean, he showed that against Everton. Like he was phenomenal that day. Um. But yeah, just young, young player up and coming. Came didn't come through the academy, but was in our like under twenty three setup and stuff. But yeah, just just if we go down to the championship, then <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it'd be brilliant next year. Um, but I think if we stay up by some miracle, we I, th- I just think long term maybe he's the answer. But I think short term we'd probably need to sign someone else if we stay up. Fair enough. Jake pointed out uh, we've actually lost our last two at Leicester. I think in the last six games away at Leicester, we've won three, lost three. And Leicester, Leicester away is one of those grounds for us where we have struggled. We have struggled in the past, and, and unfortunately, Mr. Vardy has scored a lot of goals against. I think he's got 10, 10 in sixteen so, against Liverpool. One of is, one of one of the most iconic goals I've ever seen oh, in my own eyes. The one in the title winning season. That's genuinely. Yeah, but just we we counteract that. It was Mignolet's goal. It was it was yeah? No, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you say that. I did see. I did see. Um, Rashid Ghazal scored past Allison when he tried to cross turn Ian Atchison. Oh yeah, that was like oh, his yeah. first like, major <laughs> error. Because we like, oh, everyone was being like, "Oh, good." Because this is, I think it was when you just signed him, and everyone was being like, "Oh, he's an immense, incredible keeper." And I was watching it again. Hang on, who's, who's this guy? I was like, "Has yeah. just dyed his hair again?" Is that what's happened? Uh, <laughs> it's always a way to carry us done it or whatever. But, yeah, unfortunately, no. you take those risks, you always get caught up into it. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, so in terms of so the Everton goal, I'm assuming it's the back for Soyuncu. Is it Faze? Oh, Casino, uh, Thomas. Know. I'm assuming. Uh, no, I, honestly, I don't know. I feel like he might go to a three at the back after Sunday because okay. he might bring back. He might bring Suter back. I, I don't know what he's going to do because if he plays the same eleven that he did on on Monday, then cooked. Oh, absolutely. What eleven would you like him to play, and what do you think he'll play? <laughs> um, I think he needs to change it. I mean that that midfield is is. Any like any team against that midfield is like a hot knife free butter. Like Samari and Tielemans, like technically good players, but as soon as we lose the ball, it's like having two middle-aged men in there who can't run five yards without getting out of breath. It's ridiculous. Like out, out of possession, they're shocking. Um, I'd like him to play three at the back uh, because that that I'd like him to probably go Suter in the central role, because uh, Soyuncu and Fass either side of him, Castagna and Christiansen playing as wing backs because they're better as wing backs because they're not. They are quite good at advancing forward. Midfield two, for me, would be Tielemans, Mendy, and then Madison in front of them, Tete one side, Barnes the other. And if he's fit, Iheanacho down the middle. Vardy to come on later on in the game, maybe about half hour to go, if depending on how things go. Maybe, maybe up front as well, I don't know. Or maybe play two up front, I don't know. Um, but genu- genuinely, I have no idea what team he'll play because a lot I, I maintain... And I'm I'm not going to rant because I know we've got a schedule to keep to. But no. I maintain I maintain that most of those players he played on on Monday, in my opinion, should never wear the shirt again because they're they're an embarrassment and they're all they're bothered about 
is their next move. But uh, Harvey Barnes, who's a local lad, he's from Counterstorp. He um he he put some he did an interview with Sky, and I've got the quote here, and you you two can and people in the chat as well. Feel free to interpret this how you want. Okay, I'm gonna read this quote to you. Um, he says, "I would be devastated if we went down. All the lads who are out of contract at the end of the season, or whatever their situation, none of them want to leave this club in a worse position. That is not how anyone wants to leave. Nobody wants to leave on a bad note. So what you've done there, Harvey, is told me that half the half the team wants out." Like they all, they're all talking about leaving. No one's saying, "Oh, we're we're going to fight to keep them up." They're going, "Oh, you know, we're going to leave anyway." But you know, we want you to rather that we le- left than the club's not relegated. Yeah, which is like we're going to leave anyway, whether we stay up or go down. That's that, that's literally just, and it's like Madison losing his head again on on Monday when he said he came out in an interview and said we weren't we, we weren't hungry enough, and then afterwards he was like, hey, "Oh, it's been taken." It's like we've, we've been ta- it's been taken out of context. It's like no, it hasn't. You watched the ninety minutes. You've seen how how little hunger and desire you have um but yeah it's it's embarrassing it's, it's like the other option we we have we've had most season which is just isn't good enough it's just not to the standards we expect of ourselves mm. yeah I, I get that andy but it's the fourth time you said that sentence <laughs> yeah hang on sorry so kevin kevin ball in the chat don't don't be tricked highlight reels don't tell you everything all right he is not a good player. He's a bottom half Premier League player at best. He has good seasons and he can finish, but he has he, he is a bottom half Premier League player. I promise you. He he has the potential to be very good, but his attitude stinks. His attitude is really really poor at the moment. Um, and n- no, I wouldn't. Who would you want to come in? Um, if I could, if I if I could choose anyone, uh, Kieran McKenna. Okay. If I could choose anyone, Kieran McKenna, because he's young, hungry, up and coming, and he's managed to get an Ipswich side that seemed to be just wallowing in League One year after year, flying, won the title, well, gotten gotten promoted at a counter, really. Striker coach as well, which is crazy. Mm. Uh, Dewsbury Hall, similar to Barnes, I think at the moment he's he's a lower half Premier League player. He's 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 very very. He's got a lot of energy. He's the sort of player that Klopp would love. If he could play a bit as well, like he's he's very one-footed, he's very wasteful in in possession. He's very left-footed. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in the, in the championship, a lot a lot of people are saying if we go down with him, he's he's, he's future captain material because he's another lad. He's he's from Shepshed, which is just up the road from Leicester. Like he's a local lad. He's been in the academy since he was seven years old. Um, but if 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 he could play, if he had if he had technical ability, then he'd be perfect for Liverpool with his energy and his pressing. Um, but he's just he's just not good enough for for you. Unfortunately, as much as you know, he, Klopp would make him a better player. I'm not no denying of that at all. But yeah, he's he's not good enough for a top six side. Nowhere near. Yeah. So Luke, in terms of Liverpool, then how about this? I'll give you a start eleven. You you tell me how much of it you think will change. So back five, I don't think change. I think it'd be Allison, Trent, Canati, Van Dijk, Robbo. After he had his break, midfield wise, I think Henson comes back in because because he, he's had his break. Yep. Uh, Fabinho. I don't see Curtis Jones being dropped because he's on the best form. I've seen him in a Liverpool shirt and he's done seven games in a row and he doesn't really deserve yeah. to be dropped. Doesn't and, I, and I don't see us going 4-2-4 away from home. Just no. doesn't feel right. And then up front, I think it's Salah, Gakpo. And I think for the other side, I think it's a toss-up between Jota and Diaz. Agreed. It's not broke. I think, I think he'll go with Diaz. Only because Jota, I don't know where Jota is, is with this um, back Backing. injury, yeah. backslash cracked rib he's got, where he doesn't seem to be training, he just seems to be playing, which normally means 
because I think that's the only reason Diaz has started the last couple of games is yeah. to protect Jota and Nunes. Look, he probably he's go for he probably go for next year. He's just out of form. It's very simple. You know, there's nothing big, nothing clever about people making out formations. I, I just think he's out of form because yeah. up until probably about January, he was fine. You know, he's got to finish the season on 15 goals all comps. It's fine. It's fine for your first season. Second season is normally you see when players kick on. And that's the way, that's yeah, the he, ultimate yeah, test for him. kick on. Because if he has the same season, then he, then maybe he's just not that player. But No, but... Hopefully he does take those leaps like he did at Benfica. Or else he'll probably be shipped out. Shipped out maybe if he doesn't kick on because I can't imagine us paying £64 million for him to sit on the bench and be Origi. If that was the case, oh. we'd have kept Origi. Well, I don't think we would because Origi could stay fit. Yeah, that's true. You know, do you know what I mean? So, it's like it, It's like anything. It's, uh, I always think was, you give him two seasons and I think by second season you, you know where a player is. But also, if he ends up just being a really good impact player off the bench, I'd be like, oh, you don't pay 60 million for an impact player. But quite a lot of clubs do pay 60 million for an impact player. So, it is what it is. I also think he's a horses for courses. I think be, I think he'd be a very good flat track bully next year. But yeah. maybe when you're playing United, City, Tottenham, you, you go with Gakpo. You're good against Tottenham away, I remember. He's good playing off Yeah, Yeah, because yeah, he's paid a lot of hurt teams. Um, so, are you happy with that 11 or would you change anything up? So, strongest 11 out there, so I wouldn't change it. it it's, been, it's been working, so don't change it. That's all cool. Jack, from your perspective, then, where do you think you could hurt that eleven? Or I think we've got we've got quality going forward. I mean, I'm not going to take away from that. Like whatever I think about the players' attitudes and where their heads are at, like they're good players still. I'm not I'm not, I'm, I'm not criticizing their ability, and I never would because you can't. Like they're we, we were awful on on Monday, and we still managed to score three against Fulham. But then it's easier to play when you're four four nil down and five one down. Um, I think really it's about getting Madison into the game. It's about hitting you early, getting you on, getting you on the turn. When because you will have a lot of the ball, you will have a lot of the ball in our half. I've got no no doubts about that whatsoever. So what we've got to do is we've got to get the ball, and when we when we get the ball, we've got to use it right and and get you turning. Try and get in behind if we can, um, and try and actually use the quality of Tete and Barnes if they have good games or bad games or whoever plays. Um, I think if if we get those players firing, we, we can hurt you. But the problem is, will our defence hold out enough to to get us some time on the ball to actually to do that? I think um, I think if you're smart, you don't play a high line. I think you try and keep the line a little bit deeper because that is where we'll hurt you the most. Because Van Dyke still quality, but ha- he has lost that pace that he had. Like he used to look like he was jogging whilst everyone else was sprinting, whereas now you can tell that players running at him is starting to be a bit more of a worry for him. Because who was it in the Spurs game that left him on his backside? Was it Perisic or who, who was it? Yeah, yeah, he slipped with Perisic, isn't he? I think yeah. with Van Dijk is there was a long time where just nobody ran at him. Yeah. Just yeah. generally everyone, everyone, I don't bother. But that's, they were, that's, they were, they that's, were so that's because they knew they couldn't get past him. Like he was, he would literally be looking like he's jogging whilst the player next to him is sprinting like as fast as they can. And he just move his body and be in the right place. People couldn't get past him. Whereas now, I think, I don't know if it's a mental fragility post-injury because his form's dropped a little bit or whether he's just not the same player. Like, he's still obviously a fantastic defender. Like, but mm. he's he's not 
he he almost looked like he almost had this aura around him before his injury where it just like players would deflect off this aura because it was this arrogance and this this confidence that he had where he was like i'm i'm currently the best defender in the world and you, the way he played he played like that whereas now i don't think players are as afraid of him because they kind of watch the the highlight reels of his sort of flaws in his game at the moment and people aren't afraid to run at him like Umbuemo, I know the goal got disallowed, but he left him in his wake, didn't he? Like the offside yeah. goal. I know it was offside near, but Van Dijk, by the time the goal went in, was nowhere to be seen, was he? And that pre-injury just wouldn't have happened, would it? So, No, that, yeah. that is a concern. I mean, I do wonder with our back four as well, the big issue is, and it's the three in the middle, is I think our back four have to do a lot more defending than they should do. I think mm. they're they're not protected enough. They're exposed a bit more, which probably does highlight your flaws a bit more. Mm. Uh, I'm intrigued to see not only for Liverpool, for quite a few clubs. Is this will be the first summer there's no tournament for a while? Mm. So I do wonder with some of these clubs, City, Liverpool, United, you know, basically all international players can have some well-deserved talent. I mean, they've all got these stupid bloody international are, camps to go on. Are you are you are you playing in the? Summer series in America, whatever it's that stupid thing that it's called. Are you playing in that or are you not? Uh, no, I think we're in that. I think, I, mm. I think we're, I think we're, I think we're, I think we're in the Far East again. I think mm. I know, got, there will be a tour somewhere. I can never remember where it is, but yeah. And I, I know somewhere. there's a, there's about eight teams that are, that are in that summer series in, in America. Um, I don't know if you guys are one of them, but yeah, that, that for you guys, especially after last season where you went the distance in every competition. Like hmm. that, that will drain the players, especially the way Klopp likes to play and the way that he he, yeah. he demands that he doesn't really play that rock and roll football anymore, like or the heavy metal football that he used he to wants play. To play more possession based, yeah. Stuff. But he still demands a lot from his players, and to go deep in every competition, it was going to hit them hard, especially uh, with Singapore, Singapore were playing. There we go. David's correcting me in the chat. There we go. Singapore, that's what we're, we're playing. Yeah. So, yeah. but also, I think Klopp admitted they got the. Um, uh, I think they got they got preseason wrong. We probably actually. We probably did too many games preseason in hindsight. Yeah, too yeah. many concessions though. I think that was the. Well, don't think that's. I mean, they've been doing that for six yeah. years. That the trip. I think the trip session is fine. Is they probably didn't need as much. Poor planning days. in the market. I think really cost us this season. I think the fact that if you believe the reports from Paul Joyce say that Klopp wants his business done before preseason, so we're not faffing around and going, oh. We might need a midfielder. Let's go and get Arthur Mello, who's paid less than twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, mm. but like, it's like anything. Klopp says that Klopp, an old manager, says that every year. I want my business done before preseason. Everyone wants that done. Mm. Whether you do, yeah, remains to be seen. this summer. Yeah, Johnson was asking uh, how good could Gap will be for Liverpool next season. Look, the early signs are looks good. Looks I'm convinced at first, but I think he's he's. Uh, he settled into the league. I think a, a preseason, and and he'll be good to go. I think he'll be the the starting striker or false nine because I think Klopp is still wedded to having a false nine and two. I think uh, he's wedded to a false nine against your Tottenham, your, your Man United, your Cities. I think against other sides, I think then it will be a Jota through the middle or a Nunes. Uh, but the benefit of Gakpo is. He's just as effective wide left. The only place I've not seen him play is wide right because I don't. I just don't know if that suits him. No. A couple of times Diaz has played a few wide right games now, so it gives a bit of flexibility. My concern for next summer is is that we we concentrate against the midfield sort of, which I understand they want to get. We need two to three, 
and we need a centre back. I think yeah, we're forward. Keeper. I think we're forward. I think we're a forward light. If Firmino's going, you're definitely a forward light. We need a keeper if Kelleher decides to go. So, but Jimmy, you know I mean? which, which I think he will, I think. But, but for twenty million, though, that no, no way. We should be trying to milk someone for like twenty five, thirty. It's also what people are willing to pay. It's all right, because I've seen a lot say, we get 40 million, we get 30 million for him. Who's paying it? Hmm. If no one's paying it, then you either take the 20 or you, you keep an unhappy player for another year. When's AFCON? I think there's an This AFCON. January. This January. No, it's this summer, I think. No, this it's summer? no, it's January. It's, back it's, January, it's, usually, it's usually mid-season. It is usually mid-season. Well, we definitely got... need to forward then. Uh, Afghan, let me give you Afghan dates. Just, just while you're doing that, Chris, on, on that point about shipping players, we, we've, we've not been able to ship anyone out because the problem is when, when you've got these undesirable players, and I imagine those players that you want out of are on pretty hefty contracts as well, mm-hmm. Like people just don't want them because when, when they're earning that money nowadays with the way that wages work and the way that agents work, these players will just sit there on their contracts for ages. And I mean, as much as we all sit there and say, yeah, we, we, we'd want to play every week, but we've not got the privilege of being on 60, 70 grand plus a week. Like footballers have very short careers. Leicester did outprice <clears throat> some of the players like Tielemans, like Madison. Like, I do believe that if, I think they did outprice them out of the moves, and now I mean, even Tielemans is going for free now instead of. The, 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 I, think we, Madison, I think we we've done the same though, haven't we? Let's be fair. Yeah, like, yeah, like, Madison won from Newcastle. Probably my biggest criticism about Liverpool is that we've just gone. Well, we're not going to get the money. We'd rather let let you go for free, which is thing which absolutely baffles me. Why you'd let someone go for free when you could have taken a decent chunk of money last summer. Yeah, like, we could take 30 million, 35 for Tielemans. I would, it would, that's what we wanted, and nobody would. But the thing is, the more stories that come out from local journalists and stuff, nobody even bid for Tielemans last summer. No. Nobody did. Nobody did. And that's the thing because they knew that one season later they'd get, they'd get him for free. And that's, and they wouldn't have to pay, the, they'd pay, yeah, the sign non fees and stuff, but they get him for free. I don't like, think he'll get a top move. Like, he's not that good of a player. He's a, he's a good player. He ain't, he ain't that good. Screams like, of Villa. He screams of Villa. I, I think he I think he goes Newcastle. I think he goes Newcastle. Hmm. I think him, I think. Williams and Madison end up at Newcastle next season. But, but the thing is, I, I've got a bit of a thing about that. And that's like, and I said this to you in like Tielemans and Madison are good players, very good players. But if Newcastle carry on playing the way they do this season, next season, they're not good. Like, Tielemans isn't fit. He's not, he's not like that's I say, he's, 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 he's phenomenal. Ball. He's phenomenal on the ball. Like he's one of the best players I've ever, like, maybe even is the best player I've ever seen on the ball at Leicester. And like in the last 10 years, I've seen some really, really good players. I've seen Mares, Cambiasso, like I've seen some incredible players, but like in terms of on the ball, there's very few players better than Tielemans. But out of possession, he's he's just he he might as well not be on the pitch. He he can't. He's not mobile. He's not quick. He's got the he's not that... style of body though. Just yeah. feels like that. Yeah. Like out of season, he balloons in weight. And I think he... I think he's played a lot of football as well for his age. Yeah, yeah. Like he's 25. That was he. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, he's been he's been playing he's been playing top level football since he was sixteen, hasn't he? Like, he's, I, do, he's, I think that's a problem. Maybe he's a, he's an old twenty five. You know what I mean? Whereas I think players with a similar ilk to him 
I've probably got a lot less minutes under the belt. It's yeah. kind of a catch-22 sometimes, isn't it, with players? Yeah. I feel like I'm going to contradict myself here, but I feel like I've said Tielemans isn't that good. But out of all the big six sides, the one that he would suit the most is City because they have the ball loads. Yeah. So he wouldn't have to do that much out or of Arsenal. Possession. Yeah, maybe. But I think at Arsenal, because they're not quite as good as City, like they have to do a little bit more out of possession. They have to work a little bit harder. City just control the ball so much. And I think Kev's Kev's just put some in the in the in the chat there. He as a La Liga player, like Tielemans, like in a slower place pace league, yeah, Tielemans would be phenomenal. But yeah, it's just we've we've got a lot of players. And this and this is what's really frustrated me this season, is that everyone keeps telling us you're too good to go down, you've got XYZ player. And the attitude's not there. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's and that's the thing. Like and I actually think, and I really wanted to say this because like it's it's something that I've I've been thinking the last couple of weeks and somebody on another podcast that I, I listened to and went on the other day said, like, kind of alluded to this. Oh, for goodness sake. Sorry. Hmm. Don't know why it keeps locking. Sorry. Um, is that we we should be a cautionary tale for every team outside of the top six and not because we've just mismanaged. Like, we have absolutely mismanaged things the last few years. Like, I'm not... And Southampton as well. For you and Southampton. Yeah. But, but no, but like Southampton compared to us, sorry, sorry to cut you off fairly, but Southampton compared to us have actually achieved nothing. We won the Premier League. We won the FA Cup. We won the Community Shield. We got to the quarterfinal of the Champions League, and we didn't even scratch the surface of the top six financially. We came fifth twice, two years in a row, and financially, like one bad year, and all these teams below us caught us up. Teams with more money, and it doesn't matter. And this this is why, like every other team outside of the big six, maybe even Newcastle now is the big seven, should kind of look at it and sort of be worried that one bad season can just derail everything. Like we've done more than since we've been promoted to the Premier League, well, since we even got relegated from the Premier League. Like Arsenal is a good example. The last time we were in the Premier League, Arsenal, the Invincibles, won the league, we got relegated. Since then, we've come back up, won it, won the FA Cup, won the Community Shield, we're going to go down. We've almost won as much of them in, in, well, we have won as much of them in the league in that time. We won more than Spurs. We won more than Newcastle. We've won the Premier League and the FA Cup more recently than Man United. Yet we're in the absolute mire financially. Like it's 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 it should be a concern for everyone outside the top six that a team that's had so much success recently is is absolutely skin. Like where where does the money go? And is is the money actually are you actually rewarded for your performance on the pitch, or is it from everything else outside? Hmm. And that's that's not good for football, I don't think. Like I think, and it's easy for me to say that now we're in. The shit, but I even said it when when we finished fifth twice that everyone at Leicester, especially the second time, went that's your opportunity miss because getting that Champions League money, just one of those seasons, we're not where we are now. I think yeah. I think you can go back as far as that to say that if we do it just once out of those two, we're not where we are now, and it's why it was so important for Liverpool to get back into the top four when you did because if you'd have carried on being you know sixth, seventh. Like yeah. you might have fallen down the pecking order and ended up like a Spurs who just no sniff of winning anything, like have the mm. best stadium and electric go-karting stuff underneath the stadium and Beyonce there like selling out <laughs> selling out the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But I'd rather I'd rather win games of football on the pitch. And I and I'm I moan a lot and I am moaning a lot now. I've moaned a lot on our own show. I've moaned a lot to everybody I know about Leicester. But then on the flip side, I'm incredibly grateful for the last ten years I've had watching football. I'll never take it for granted, but it's just, yeah, it's it's a worry that 
a team that's had so much success can just go down with a whimper, really. But yeah. I'd love yeah. to be, I'd love to still be competing up there. But you know, I really want you to stay up. Like, I too. want Leicester to stay Me up. Too, Luke. And Leeds yeah. and Everton to go down. Oh yeah, that'd be that. That'd be the ideal for all. I want Everton to go down so badly. Like last season, the dream would have been the quad and Everton to go down. Would have been. Hey, listen, my my, the, my theory is still live at the moment, so we'll wait for that theory to come live. My theory is still it's an Everton's points deductions announced night before the Bournemouth game. That's where the Bournemouth game doesn't matter. That's that's my theory because that that would be very Premier League and what they do. If they're oh, going to do it, they just announce it the week before. Please, please. But in terms of the Afcon, sorry, a couple in the chat. Uh, Afcon is 13th of January next year until the 11th of February. So it's pretty much that's straight after right wing in January by the looks of it, or Oxide Chamberlain if he somehow well, signs a new deal. Gets no. Well, that's 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 that's, that's why I think Liverpool are, are probably a striker, uh, an attacker light. So, unless the goal line's up in January, but I, I doubt it. But listen, I doubt it. we've got the whole summer to worry about that. So, right, let's do score <laughs> predictions then. Jack, what's your score prediction? Oh, I think I think you beat is easy. I'll go 4-1. Four, 4-1. One. Four, one. Luke, score prediction I'll and be, goal scorers. I'll you be know a little the rules. more respectful. I'll go 3-1. That's what I heard, Luke. Oh, just, just, a li- just a little bit, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Gakpo, Salah, Van Dijk. Okay, uh, I'll go 2-0. Salah and Gakpo. This one put Doak. Well, Doak well, is a right winger. So yeah. Sure, <laughs> so, yeah, Doak, yeah. We've got, we've got 2-1, 4-1 Liverpool. Kev Ball's got 7-2. I'm assuming he's 7-2 Liverpool, but he could, he could like be 7-2 Leicester. It's, it's a big shout. Happened. It could be the Villa. It could be a repeat of Villa, couldn't it? You know? No, please. Yeah. please, please no. I've also said Trent scoring. Be nice. I wouldn't put it back. You'll score from a set piece. I, I, I mean, like we can't defend set piece to save our lives. He's the goal. Mm. Yeah, we have. We've got better set pieces probably the last six games because before that we were a bit dire. Before that, weren't we? <laughs> set, we'd rather we'd rather just give you the goal kick because we did it away for a corner. That's just the way it yes. went. <laughs> oh, cool. Honestly. Right. So before we go, Jack, thanks for coming on again. And uh, where can everyone find you? Uh, so we are back on YouTube and Spotify. So it's Talking Balax podcast on Twitter. The the handle is there next to my name, the Balax Pod. Um, yeah, so we, we release at the moment uh, once a week uh, on YouTube and Spotify. So yeah, follow us on Twitter. Give us, give us a like, share, subscribe on all our, all our platforms. It'd be brilliant. Uh, thank you so much for having me on again, guys. I love I love coming on. It's a really really good show. And if you want me back on next week to uh, sort of throw shade at you in a Newcastle, then I'm more than happy to do it. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, especially when you two are playing each other. That's yeah. definitely oh, that's that's definitely going to be going we'll on. Just the bomb in there, and we'll, and we'll just let you just, you just yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like it. I quite like doing that. But also check check the guy show because uh, Kevin Sullivan's on it. Um, Tuesday, Tuesday. Week. yeah, this week, this week's week, yeah. This week's show. So give a laugh. We can all sit in the kettle. Kev, he's in the chat as well. Kev's gone two one. We've we've also just started doing a new segment which got a lot of people enjoyed on Tuesday, and it's called Obscure Footballer of the Week. Where okay. I just find we just have a random Premier League footballer and then read off some stats and whoever guesses them first uh, wins. So if, if you fancy if, if you fancy some football trivia, football knowledge, uh, then go, skip to near the end. It's about an hour. And, it was about an hour and a half. I should. It's about hour and fifteen in. See if you can get it before Blakey does. Blakey's the current uh, the current the current leader. Uh, he won the inaugural one. But yeah, give it give it a check out. It's, it's a good segment. People enjoyed it, so you know, gonna stick with it. Oh, like that. That's, that sounds right. Gav's free. That Gav, Gav's good with stuff like that. <laughs> um, Luke, 
Thanks for appearing. You know. Last minute substitute. Well, you know. Last minute substitute. I get the message. Not quite a read. I'll take a time out of the year. doing it tonight. I'm like, yep, yep, yeah, that's fine. I get a message from Chris saying, Luke, are you available tonight? I'm thinking, yeah. I should send a sub gift. Sub and Yeah. Taking time out from his promotion celebration. So, absolutely. So, listen, if you play Rex with a friendly, though, Luke's your man. He'll say everything you need to know about Rexham. So, you know. I know nothing about Rexham. Apart from that, I live here. That's around it. <laughs> right. So listen, on that but on that happy note, let's let's let everyone go to bed. Right. Well, listen, thanks so much for watching. Please like, please subscribe, and we'll speak to you all very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.